Welcome to Pink Noir with Tallulah Bankhead. This is Chapter 4 of Book 2, Deaths Much More Than 50. Oh my god! Oh Jesus! He's dead! I say, Danny, your face looks as white as Tallulah's liver. He's dead, I tell you! Danny, you hush your mouth. What do you know about this, Tallulah? He's dead! Up in the den! Let's not blow our wig, Danny. In the name of all the mischief, who's dead? Bob Bobbins! His body's on the floor! His neck is just... just gone. Ah, stop guying us, Danny. I am serious. He's dead. Murdered! Young man, this nonsense is not funny. Come upstairs and gawk if you need to. No, no, let's not do that. Ladies and gentlemen, I ask you to remain calm. Bankhead! There has been a terrible happening. Do tell. If you would all remain sane and rational, the police are on their way. What? I can't be here for that. Just keep the joy powder in your pockets, Danny. That's why you went upstairs, isn't it? Well... How do you know all about this, Tallulah? Oh, Lord in heaven. Am I mixed in another Tallulah Bankhead murder scandal? Bloom, what do you know about this? Um... For God's sake, man. You let us sip gin and gab idiotically while there was a corpse cooling upstairs? What is wrong with you? Shut up, all of you. The only pertinent question right now is who did it? Yes, Rachel. Someone in this room cut open Bob Bobbin's throat. Good riddance. Yes, get the crude jokes out of your system before the detective gets here. By detective, do you mean some quirky but clever sleuth who will deduct the real culprit with a handful of clues? No, I mean an unshaven, troglodytic homicide detective who will bark in our faces until he picks one of us out as his pet suspect. So brace yourselves for a long night. Unless... We can figure it out ourselves before he gets here. Oh, no, you don't. Oh, no, you don't. You and your friend are trying to pin this on me. I'm not trying to pin anything on anybody. Constance, you trying to frame me? I should hang one on your pretty jaw. You and what army of angels? Hold on, Wynn. What is this about? It's true that I went upstairs for some quiet time with this muffin. A woman could get tired of the epithets... But then, Mr. Wynn, you left me alone in that bedroom for more than ten minutes. So how about it, Wynn? What were you doing in that time? Damn all you bastards and bitches. You will not pin a murder on me. No. So take a good look at this. Oh, my God. It's engorged. Why in the name of heaven are you showing us your manhood? And how can it be so erect? Sure. That's right. I left the bedroom, Constance. I went to the bathroom so I could get to the contents of this case. What is that for? A, a pen case? Oh, oh, no, a syringe and needle? And, and for God's sake, let me pull your pants up. I have to prove my alibi, don't I? I went to the bathroom and injected myself with a cocktail of Ambrian, Yohimbean, ginseng, marijuana, and goat testosterone. I see it works. Who is your physician? I think you dodged a bullet, Stency. What the hell is going on here? Why am I seeing that man's erect penis? Detective, good of you to come. Why am I seeing a penis? Let me pull your goddamn pants up! I'm just saying, I will not be pinned for murder. How does your penis establish... You know what? 
Never mind. You said something about a body? Up these stairs, first door on the left. I am sorry, but this really isn't a gag. Bob Bobbins is up there, and he is... Considerably more than 50? Yes, darling. Yes, that's what I said, and said, and said. You screeched it more than said it. I'm ruined. Ruined! Hush, Rachel. The only thing ruined for you is the upstairs carpeting. Well, how do we know Rachel didn't do it? You shut up, Danny. Damn. That is a nasty piece of business. People, I need you to stay put until my boys get here to collect monikers and alibis. And don't try to scoot out here unseen, because I've already written down all the vehicle plate numbers outside. Detective, I must warn you to tread very, very carefully. How about just very carefully? I'm in deadly earnest. So am I. This might come as a shock, Fat Cat, but there is a law in this town. Gentlemen, the reporters are watching. You know something, Bankhead? Spill it. Oh, Detective Wickland. You'll make me blush. Yes. I'm sure Tallulah knows all about it. What are you implying? You've been up and down those stairs, up and down, up and down, all night. And you had as good a reason to kill Bob Bobbins as any of us. You heartless toad of a woman. Bankhead, you know something. I can see that gleam in your eye. And you owe me. This is that sleeve business? Yes. <sighs> yes. Well, I could have done it. I can even tell you how it was done, if I'd done it. I would have lured Bob Bobbins up to the den by nibbling on his ear. Everyone knows he was a hell of a skirt chaser. Then, once I had the door closed, I would have taken off all my clothes. Just to be playful, I would have put on a witch doctor's mask. A uh, what-the-hell mask? It's a movie prop! My den is full of them! The witch doctor mask would have covered my entire head. Being naked, it would not have taken any effort at all to cajole Bobbins into lying on the floor. I would have climbed on top of his chest, and then I would have been able to use all my weight as leverage to push a wooden prop sword through his goddamn neck. God damn! That's what I said. Then I would have held the sword lengthwise and rocked it back and forth against Bobbins' neck, sawing through the meat. Jesus Christ almighty. It's true. His head is almost off, I tell you. But an open neck spurts blood like a geyser. You would be drenched in it if you killed him. Hence the witch doctor's mask. It would have protected my face and hair from the blood spatter. My naked body would be covered in blood, sure. But at this sort of party... I would just put my full-length evening gown back on, including the gloves. Just like Rachel Bloom's ensemble. You horrid witch! In my own house? You accuse me of a horrid crime? Take off your dress, darling. Bankhead! What? It worked for Lemmy Wynn. This is no time for your games. I disagree. Are you watching, people? This one will be for the ages. Come here, Edna. What? Don't touch me. Her naked body is covered in blood. Oh, and those perfect breasts. Oh, Edna. How about it, ma'am? You got an explanation for all that blood on you? It's true. I killed Bob Bobbins. No jury will convict me. Killed my sister. 
It was honest revenge. I'm sorry, sister, but there ain't no such thing as honest revenge. Not in the eyes of the law, at least. Yeah. Take my coat and cover yourself. Now come along. Let's go gently. You're welcome, detective. <laughs> Tallulah, let's get going. Yes, I believe you can all safely depart now. The show, as they say, is over. Tallulah, did you know it was Edna this whole time? I suspicioned it. For starters, hers was the only motive worth spilling blood over. For two, as a reporter, Edna was curiously incurious about other people at the party. I thought maybe it was all that cologne she was wearing, you know, to cover the smell of the blood. Very true. Come along, Danny. Oh, so ghastly. I'll never forget it. Nothing whiskey won't cure. It should have been me. That killed Bob Bobbins? You aren't the only one here thinking that. No, I mean it should have been me on the floor of that den with my throat cut. What are you saying? It was me, Tallulah. It was me got Edna Dunning's sister pregnant. Then, when she called me one midnight to tell me, I told her she would just have to take care of it herself. And thus to Mexico. But why did Bob Bobbins get the blame? Bobbins chased Edna's sister all over town, but he didn't get anywhere with her. But he was dumb enough to write her love letters, and Edna found them. Later, after her sister was dead, I was happy to let Bobbins take the blame. Are you happy about it now? Oh, you can shut the hell up and go to hell, lady. Goddamn men. Are you going to tell anybody what he just told? What good would it do? As it is, people will feel at least a little bit sorry for Edna. There's no need to make her a laughingstock. Here's hoping that Danny Punch feels crushing guilt the rest of his miserable life. He won't. He feels nauseous right now, but in the morning, he'll whistle his relief and go on being a cad. Men know how to put their sins on a shelf and forget them. I wish I could do that. I still carry my sins around like oversized luggage. Bartender's still at his post. Ah, the barkeep. There's a man I can still love. Let's go. Darling! Thank you for listening to Pink Noir. Pink Noir stars Julianne Nelson and Marseille Lafranc. Also starring Dustin Fuentes, Calista Rodriguez, Wyatt Hodgson, Connor J. Nolan, Ethan LaFrance, Colin Stephen Kane, Magnolia Brown, and Colin White. Engineered at the Island Station Media Lab, Portland, Oregon. Pink Noir was created and written by Matt Scott and Jane Mansfield. 